Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports with Tyler Drake and Eric Ruby. The old saying goes that three, it's the magic number. And for the Arizona Cardinals, they sure as hell hope so as they end the season with a 38-13 loss to the San Francisco 49ers, dropping them to a lowly, lowly, lowly 4-13 on the season, giving them the number three overall pick in the upcoming NFL draft. And for the last time in the regular season, Cardinals Corner and Arizona Sports Podcast is here for you. That is Tyler Drake, Arizona Sports Cardinals reporter. I am Eric Ruby and Tyler, the finish line has been crossed. How do you feel? I feel like we have checked one box off and we are now about to embark on a whole other box of who knows what that <laughs> is the office. At least it off doesn't season. at least it doesn't involve execution every week, right? Uh, I think that word's gonna be used a lot in the offseason. Tomorrow, maybe. Yeah. Or today, depending on when you're listening to this. But we're here after the Cardinals game. It's the end of the season. There's a lot of stories to unpack, to uncover, to dive into from who the Cardinals are going to select with their third overall pick, if they're going to trade it, which we're going to get into, but there's one name. One name at the top of everybody's mind right now. And that is Cliff Kingsbury, Tyler. I didn't expect you to go with that one. I'm going here right away. <laughs> did you expect me to say J.J. Watt? I did. Because, okay, fine, we'll be positive first before we get into the negative. You gotta give him his flowers. Sorry for being the cynic, but yes, it, it was J.J. <laughs> Watt's final game. He goes out with a hell of a performance, doing what he does, sacking quarterbacks and taking names. He went out on his own terms, Tyler, and you have to respect it. Yeah, 100%. I mean, he wanted to go out playing good football. He did that. He accomplished that. I think a lot of people saw what he did today and said he could play a couple more years. But yeah, he went out on his own terms, uh, wants to be closer with his family, uh, wants to be able to see his brothers play, you know, in person, not because they're always playing on Sunday. They, I don't think, I couldn't tell you the last time they've all seen each other play. So that'll be crazy to see just for him. Uh, getting that extra time with his family, uh, obviously with his son and his wife. I think his wife wants to get back into soccer, so he could be Mr. Mom moving forward. I mean, so. that look, I'm sure she's made a lot of sacrifices oh, yeah. for him to continue his career. And for he the seems last totally, he seems totally ready to he do it. He wants to. Yeah, he he would not be walking away. Look. He would not be walking away if he didn't want it. You can tell as hard as this will be for him, he knows in his mind it is the right time. Mm-hmm. You can tell by all of his answers. All of his, yeah, you know, it's not going to be a single football moment. It's going to be the people I miss. Well, Yeah, going to practice and talking with the guys, not right. running the X's and O's, being able to sit there and talk with the Cameron Thomases and the uh, you know, the Zach Gallons and, and seeing those guys grow. I mean, he even said he took on a, a different role this year or when he came here of just being a guy that's a better mentor, of being a guy that can really help these young guys, guys grow, and he accomplished that. I think we saw a lot out of Cameron Thomas in his rookie season. I think he's got a, a, a ways to go, but I think he's got a solid foundation. I think Zach Allen is really in his own. That's He's got to be the number one guy to re-sign in the offseason. We can talk about that a little bit later, but you've got these J.J. Watt molds on your roster right now, currently. So keep them around, build them. You're not going to get J.J. And here's the thing, too. You're saving some money because JJ's probably gonna. If he was gonna play, that was the whole. He was, was gonna make a lot of money. The whole conversation about JJ Watt before he announces retirement. We talked about it on here three to four weeks ago. Was man, can the Cardinals even afford him? Is it worth it to spend money on him? 
when you don't know if you're going to be competing next season. And that's coming off of his first season in Arizona, where it was a lot left to be desired, especially Mm -hmm. on the injury front. So I'm going to ask you two questions, Tyler. Question number one is what is the J.J. Watt moment from his entire career that you're going to remember first when you hear his name? And question number two is what are you going to remember from the J.J. Watt era in Arizona? Mm. When I hear his name, I'd probably, you know, it's really weird. It's probably like two things. First one is just the whole AFib thing with his heart. That, right. that I think that alone is going to stick with me. For a long time, just the fact that he played through that and everything, the you know emotional press conference. But I think when looking at the whole career, the one thing that randomly sticks out in my mind—I don't know why—remember years and years ago when he was like training in the ice. Yeah, he's just sitting there, and he cut the block. Like I think his whole family, like his brothers and his dad or somebody, they cut the ice out, and he went and sat in it. Like I don't know why, but that one always sticks the in my off- mind of like the the picture of him like all mad sitting in the ice. It was like that's- for somebody who was so good on the field, there are countless off the field moments to choose yeah. from. The ice, I mean, so many random hurricane relief videos. The hurricane relief. Sure. I mean, that's the thing with JJ Watt, and I think the reason why you can see not just other players, not just other media members, not just fans of the teams that he's played for, but basically every single person who's watched a snap of NFL football over the last ten years is recognizing how incredible JJ Watt was on and off the field. Walter Payton Man of the Year in 2017, a three time defensive player of the year five-time first team all pro I mean this is first ballot hall of famer one of the all-time greats one of the best defensive players to ever touch the football field we're gonna look back and it's gonna be you know 20 years 30 years 40 years it's gonna be like holy cow Remember J.J. Watt? Remember that guy, J.J. Watt? Remember him on the Watt? Arizona Cardinals when he just tweeted out sources? Yeah. Me. Yeah. Because that leads me to the second question. Now, for me, the Watt, the Watt moment from the first question that stands out is the mic'd up, where he's like, oh, y'all going to want to get some popcorn today. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's going to be a show here. And mm-hmm. I think Hop was still on the Texans, and he was telling Hop, like, yeah, I got you. Just that game and him going out and yeah. dominating and yeah. hearing him talk beforehand and I love that confidence. I love it because you could tell it was genuine, and then he went out and he backed it up. He wasn't just talking to talk, but the J.J. Watt era in Arizona is quite an interesting one to look back on. And to me, I think that there's a good argument to say that his biggest memory, his biggest impact, his lasting legacy here won't be realized for another two or three years. And that's because of the young guys Good that job. he's taken over. Good job. It's because Zach Allen, who hopefully, hopefully is still on this team. I don't care who the GM is, who anybody running the show, that has to happen. That has to happen. Because especially if you're losing J.J. Watt. There's no one on the line. There's no one anywhere, man. There's nobody on, on the other line. side of the line either. Yeah. There's nobody on. I, they're going to go into training camp next year with just no linemen. Just skill position players and backup quarterbacks. Trey McBride, left guard. <laughs> hey, man. He's been playing good. Yeah, but he has been. Look, with, with J.J., it's so hard because even though he played so well this final season, I don't know if you can say it was a success on the field for him here. Zero I, playoff wins. Yeah. Playoff he birth, though. They didn't play in. But I, he, he did play in he it. Did, oh, did he? He did play in it. He came back for that game. Oh, yeah. Look, but that's the thing is like, you came here and if you were to tell J.J. Watt what happened, I don't think he would have called it a success. No, no, no. I asked him after the playoff game, 
after that Rams game, I straight up asked him. I was there, and I said, what do you consider the season? Is it a failure? And he's absolutely a failure. So what does he think this season is? A failure, because they didn't reach yeah. their ultimate goal. But at the same time, you have to you have to recognize. I mean, it went from, he went from, oh my gosh, we got J.J. Watt, to, oh my, like, from a fan perspective, oh my gosh, we got J.J. Watt. Oh my gosh, J.J. Watt is still doing, he's, he's doing it. Oh my gosh, J.J. Watt got hurt. What the heck, he can never stay healthy. To now it's like, <clears throat> a redemption story almost of like which is sounds crazy to say about JJ Watt but his tenure was very much back and forth entering the season there's a lot of people that didn't think he should play there's a lot of people that thought hey he needs to go elsewhere we're spending way too much money on this guy and instead he comes in and leads the team in sacks he's the best defensive player he had his best career, he had his best year since 2018 Double i mean digit sacks and, and you, he, besides the first game yeah. he was healthy too mm-hmm. and that was huge for mm-hmm. him and huge for he might have not always been the best player on defense. You can maybe give that to a Buddha Baker. But as far as starting season, ending the season, consistent impact, I mean, he's he's been their best player this year. And he's leaving on his own terms. Mm-hmm. It's, ins- it's insane because you don't see it happen. Look at Rodney Hudson. You see guys who give it one last go, whether their heart is in it or not, just to cash a check. And, you know, I'm not saying just to cash a check disrespectfully because that is an important decision and it's not an empty one. You've got to provide for your family mm-hmm. if you have the opportunity take it. But there's a big difference between doing what J.J. Watt did and doing what presumably Rob, Rodney Hudson will do this offseason and retiring. I mean, look at Terrell Suggs. Yeah. That wasn't that long ago. No. And I think we can all say what happened there. That was That was... Adding some money before you went and got a ring somewhere else. Yeah, Terrell Suggs. Talk about drafts, huh? Want to talk about top three picks? Want to talk about Terrell Suggs? No. No, I don't think any Cardinals fans want to either. But is there anything else you want to talk about with J.J. Watt's legacy here? Is there anything that you've picked up interacting with him, seeing with him on a daily basis where you're just like, man, he really is that dude? Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's kind of my lasting impression of him is that he really is that dude. He He really doesn't just talk to talk there's really a lot of determination and and a lot of grit and a lot of no quit mentality behind everything that dude says I mean he's he's no nonsense he loves to have fun don't get wrong don't get me wrong with players and and teammates and coaches but that dude is determined to give everything he's got every snap and you I mean for everybody that loves Buda Baker JJ Watts the same way He's the same exact way. So, I mean, shout out to shout out to J.J. Watt for doing it, how he did it, using his platform for good off the field. I mean, the Hurricane Harvey relief, I mean, that That's alone. just like the, the start of it. I mean, he like that's the big one you get yeah. publicity for. But you his always, foundation. You always hear these stories of just, even not on a money sense, but as a human being, being charitable to other people, mm-hmm. whether it's interacting with fans. He was doing it before the Niners game after the today game and after the game mm-hmm. and during the uh, the review late in the, I think it was the second quarter when they reviewed the first down for San Francisco and then they went and they remeasured. Yeah, He was out there. He was talking to the fans. He was interacting with people. He will always be a man of the people. And, ch- and, and here's a great example of that. I mean, after the uh, two-minute warning, He's getting J.J. Watt chants from San Francisco fans, from Levi State. I mean, that was erupting with J.J. Watt chants and a standing ovation. I mean, he he left the field in tears. So that alone, I mean, the Niners don't need to do any of that. They, no. could, go, they could go walk into the playoffs. This is <laughs> cool. no, no issues. They don't have to do anything like that. But to give J.J. that proper send-off was really cool. You think he's going to play again? I know a lot of people <sighs> are asking. Man, I, it's... <sighs> 
part of me thinks he won't. I think he's stuck. Yeah, I think he's ready to be the family man. Uh, but at the same time, who knows? I mean, he could get in a couple months and be like, I need to be doing more. I need to be, I, I work out every day. I do this. I do that. Like I, his whole schedule is going to change. His routine is going to change. So it's going to be interesting how he does that. I mean, who knows? Maybe he fills it with being an actor like Cliff said he could be. So <laughs> no shot he comes back. I don't think that the, I, I don't, I don't think the comeback thing, I, I'm not sure that that is something that I could see him doing just hearing mm-hmm. him talk hearing the way that he describes how ready he is, and honestly, with how satisfied he is, walking out on his own. Oh, man, the amount of praise this guy has gotten for being able to recognize that he's probably near the end of his career, but still call his own shots and leave on his own terms. I don't think he's going to want to come back and jeopardize that. Yeah, there's no reason why. He's not he's not the type of guy who's going to be out of money in 2 years. <laughs> no. he's, he's doing he's doing this to support his family, so he's not going to leave this and blow all of his money gambling or taking that's... bad endorsements like <laughs> it's just not going to happen with him. He's got a significant other who might want to go back to playing a professional sport, and at the end of the day he's going to love it. Oh, yeah. He's going to love it. Oh, yeah. As much as he'll miss the guys, he'll just hit up the guys to go to dinner. And then he's going to go back to being a kid, to, to being with his kid. Oh, yeah. And, you know, grilling or playing I mean, like sports with his kid. Take or it from just, me. I, I'm not I'm not J.J. Watt. I don't have a football career. I'm not going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But, man, I'll tell you right now, it is a different feeling hanging out with your kid. Yeah. It is the coolest thing ever. And I can barely understand what she's saying sometimes, but oh my gosh, it's so fun. So he's gonna have a ton of he's gonna have a ton of fun, and he's just gonna be able to see his family. I mean, he's gonna be able to spend time with his brothers again. And he's I think gonna that's love gonna mean talking so much. trash to his brothers yes. too. He's gonna be like that's the thing is he won't be away from the game of football. Nobody like that ever just steps away from the game of football. It no. doesn't happen. He did say he would like to eventually maybe get into high school football because that's where he thinks impact, he yeah. can make the biggest impact. He said college and NFL, no thanks. He was asked about um. If he was ever going to coach or if he could ever see himself coaching. And he said, is there is there a role where I don't have to deal with all the BS, yep. watching the film, yep. going to the uh, to the draft and to the combine? You know, but I, I could see him being a, a specialist. You know, one of those high school coaches that goes to all these D1 prospects and teaches them how to use their body and how to do things and be a professional. But he does it kind of on like almost like a hired gun of sorts where you're like, J.J. Walk, come here and talk to my player. J.J. Yeah. Walk, come here. I could see him doing. I that. think that what he, I think that he'll do some of that. I just don't. He's not going to play NFL football again, man. I just, I don't see him coming back after all of this. I don't know to try to win a ring, maybe. What I mean, but like, come. <laughs> he on. said he was going to go back to Wisconsin and, and hang out. So what if Green Bay comes calling? Eh. I don't know. I don't know. I think Look, he's. I think he's done too. But I would not. I don't completely rule out that he could come back okay, I mean, and make fair. an impact. That's fair. Oh no. Well, that's the thing is. Yeah, I think you can I make say, an impact. But okay, seventy. I'm seventy thirty. He's not coming back. I'm like ninety five five. Okay, because a guy like that who's so in it, when you get out of it, it's going to get so hard to get back in it. And he knows that if he's not going to be able to get back to where he was, that he's not going to have fun coming back. And I just don't see that happening. Okay, can I be cynical now? Yeah. Have we hit the cynical timer? Oh, JJ Watt spent time with his family. Okay, well, I don't have a kid, Tyler, so I don't care. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Gosh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The season has really jaded me, man. Um, you don't say. Well, let me just cut right to it. Is Cliff Kingsbury going to be coaching the Arizona Cardinals next season? Is he going to be around 48 hours from now? 
I mean, he sounds sounds like he's he's going to be around Monday. Well, why is that? He'll be meeting with the uh, media, which he does, by the way, every week after the game. So we uh, will be speaking with Cliff as of now. That's the plan. That's the plan. It is a scheduled meeting interview with reporters. But it's an interesting schedule. And it's something that you brought to my attention because we talked about this before the podcast. You're talking to the players at what? 8.15, 8.30 a.m.? Yeah, early morning. Pretty early, right? For about an hour. Then there's about a... A long time. Five-hour break (laughs) from 9 to 2 for when Cliff is scheduled. But didn't but didn't you say that that was kind of the same way it was when the whole Wilkes stuff happened as well? That he was scheduled to speak but got fired the morning of? That the last part of that's right. I don't know fully about the locker room opening on that during that's that time. Fair. If it was, but I do thing. know that the same day he was supposed to talk with reporters post postseason was the same day he got fired. So, so just because you're supposed to hear from Cliff tomorrow does not mean that yeah. Cliff Kingsbury is not going to get fired tomorrow mm-hmm. morning. Yes, but. If he doesn't get fired tomorrow morning and he speaks to the media, mm-hmm. is that it? Like, is is he the coach for next season? Because you would have to imagine that if Michael Bidwell has his mind made up, it's going to be made up by tomorrow morning. It's not going to take tomorrow to decide on this. Yeah, you would think. And tomorrow's what everybody calls Black Monday is when, you know, stuff's moving. That's when everything starts moving. But here's here's something that I think gets overlooked a little bit is... Why all the talks on Cliff, there's there's a position higher than his that I think needs figured out first. General manager. Yes. So, th- yeah. I, I so think, you think that they would, hypothetically, it would make more sense for them to find a replacement for Steve Keim, bring them in, mm-hmm. and, let and them di- then evaluate and, the head coach? I think so. But then do you get to the time where, how long let is this going to take? Let the GM, I mean, if you're bringing in a new GM, you want to give him some, you know, some power, right? You don't want to just say, hey, this is your head coach. Move forward with them. You, you, they've got to evaluate. I mean, it's got to be in every stone unturned. Like, well, what can if you they work get with both? this guy? What if they get both? In one? In one. The two for one? The two for one. I because don't. this rumor season, Tyler, Sean Payton reportedly talking to the Broncos. And according to Pro Football Talk. Not reportedly. He's told that oh, he yeah, said well, it himself. Right. He, did, he did talk, which... I think is going to get him in trouble, but he did talk and say that he had been in contact. But then also, according to pro football talk, the Saints expect to hear from the Cardinals about Sean Payton. Well, and I think another report is also that Sean Payton's done his homework on the Cardinals. Which, duh. Why wouldn't he? Mm -hmm. He should do his homework on every single franchise Mm -hmm. that he could go to. Mm -hmm. But if you were Michael Bidwell, Tyler, you're shaking your head no? No. You don't want him? You got to give him. You got to give up something big for him. What do you, you have to give? At the end of the day, I really think it's going to be like a second or third round. No pick. way, no way, no I don't know, man. way. It would be that. What did John Gruden get? That was how many years ago? Oh two. That before, was a long just right time. before oh two. That was a long. He got a first round pick. That was mm-hmm. a long time ago. Uh, Sean Payton's a Super Bowl winning coach, right? Yeah. Hmm. That alone is going to be second or higher. Sorry. That's that's for sure. But would Sean Payton even want to come to the Cardinals? Does he want to rebuild? That's well, the that, thing. And, and, you know, that's really the interesting thing is that you're going into a situation where you don't have your star quarterback for the beginning of next season. You're in year one of a five-year massive mm-hmm. contract with him. He's coming off of a torn ACL. Mm-hmm. And 
I mean, we're probably going to have to do a full episode about this at some point, but the Cardinals are pretty much in need of every single roster position going into this offseason. This is not a team that you can come in, fill a couple holes, and you're a playoff contender. Mm -mm. This team is full of do-or-die decisions with the inability to just be a solid team. What are you going to do with DeAndre Hopkins? What are you going to do with Marquise Hollywood-Brown? What are you going to do with Rondale Moore? What are you going to do with Greg Dortch? What are you going to do with your entire offensive line? What are you going to do with your entire defensive Greg line? Greg Dortch is going to end up on another team. And, He's going to be on the Chiefs. Produce. He's yeah. going to be on the Chiefs. He is 100%. <laughs> I think if Cliff stays, I don't think Dortch does. Mm-mm. Because it's pretty obvious. I remember there was some point during the season he that Dortch's tweeted a couple mom, things. Well, Dortch's mom was tweeting as well, whereas like the stats of the amount of times he has the ball versus the amount of yards he could produce, it's a astronomical Yeah, and uh, I think ratio. yards of separation, stuff, like a bunch of, bunch of different stats that are really like, and yeah, been maybe, saying that guy since should, the preseason. maybe that guy should be playing more. We've been saying it since the preseason that he should be playing more, and he doesn't. And I know some people think we might whine about it, but that's okay because that's what happens when you watch football and you understand what's going on and you see that something is happening that isn't right. So we're in the torture chamber. If you're upset about people, quote, whining about the Arizona Cardinals, end quote, maybe don't listen to a show about a team that has a lot to whine about because there's nothing good. There is nothing good going on with this franchise right now. Tell me something good, Tyler. J.J. Watt had a good last game. Is he going to be on the team next year? <laughs> no. No? Okay, <laughs> tell me something else good. Um, hmm. Buda Breaker made the Pro Bowl, right? Injured. Yeah. Tell me something else good. Um, Zach Allen had a great season, right? Didn't play injured, the last four games. <laughs> injured and up for a contract extension. Yeah. Hollywood Brown. Uh, I, yeah. Rough, rough. Trade a first round pick for him. Eh, down the drain. Rough. Now you got to decide, ooh, am I going to extend him or am I going to look at the poster of Christian Kirk on my wall and think, hmm, what if? Oh, my. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, yeah. I guess David Blau's magic trick. That was great, yeah. That was cool. Holy cow, David Blau had a great start to the game. But and then it went his, to David two, his, his two interceptions were on Marquise Hollywood Brown targets. They did not seem to be on the same page. No. DeAndre Hopkins? That one. I, as far Here's look, the thing, man, is that that one is just going to be wild because here's the thing is, yeah, Hopkins makes this offense go. I, I don't think anybody can deny that. The dude makes the offense different. When he's not on the field, there is a clear decline there. But. That dude is making a lot of money. And he's old. And he's old. And he's probably going to want to go play for a contender. Contender. Correct. Man, you going to trade DeAndre Hopkins? Are you looking to shop him around? He's got a lot of dead money you're going to have to deal with, though. Yeah. And I, I think Odegaard brought that up on Twitter, where if you do move on from D-Hop, if you should have done it last year, because if you do it this year, it's going to account for way more dead money. But also, if you're not going to compete this year, if you really are just kind of kind of flush this year down the tank, might as well flush that. Is it money worth with it. getting a couple more assets? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're probably getting a first high or at least a high pick for him. You've got to get a first for Hopkins. One year left, lots of money, aging wide receiver. Could you get mm. what you gave up for him? <laughs> I mean, you didn't you didn't really give right, that much up for right, him. <laughs> right. And then you get a couple years out of him, and then if you flip him for the same package, that's a win, right? 
couple years older, lots of money. Yeah. That's a win, right? So that's what we're thinking here. It's like don't don't bring David Johnson back to the Cardinals. No, <laughs> I'm okay, kidding. I know, actually, I know. I know. I know. I know. But <laughs> you, you've, you've got to also realize, like, if a team is going to go and try to trade for DeAndre Hopkins from you, they understand that you're tanking. They understand that you're not really yeah, they're gonna wanting low, him, and they're going to lowball you. Right. You 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 don't want him. And also, look, nobody across the league is looking at the Arizona Cardinals and thinking. Man, what a really well put together Compton organization that's probably going to be able to fleece somebody in a deal. They nope. probably are circling like vultures right now. They see a DeAndre Hopkins. They see maybe young players like a Greg Dortch, like a Rondale Moore. These young bright spots like a Zach Allen. And they think to themselves, they can go through the Brinks trick. Somebody can go through the Brinks trick. And Zach why Allen. wouldn't they? Yeah, why wouldn't and they? Why wouldn't they? Because if you can thrive in this position, look, if you're a JJ Water or a Buda Baker type player where you can come out, or a DeAndre Hopkins type player where you can come out, and no matter what, when your team is ending up 4 and 13, and Billy Price is getting a flag thrown every single possession, and you can still come out and produce, what are you going to do when you're on a team that's competent? What are you going to do on a team that can actually execute so much that you don't have to talk about it in every answer? <laughs> yeah. All of these players that had a good season, other teams should be looking at rubbing their hands together. Thinking yep. to themselves, ooh, Hassan Reddick, 2.0. Oh, jeez. Mm. You're hitting on every trigger today. <clears throat> you hit Christian Kirk, you got Reddick, man, you're... Uh... Gloves, the, the gloves are off. The gloves have been off. <laughs> I was going to say, they've been There off. were no gloves. I never even put on gloves in the first place, Tyler. That's unsanitary. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> but now you're sitting here, you're thinking, man, are they going to trade DeAndre Hopkins? Man, are they going to roll out a tank next year? And if they don't go get Sean Payton, are they going to hire internally? Is Vance Joseph the answer to the problems, Tyler? I, You know, I there's... It's okay to say no. If we get Van- if Vance Joseph becomes the head coach, I will tell you right now, those press conferences are going to be very more detailed. Oh, that is that. That's I mean, not a question. That's a huge positive in my book, just because we would actually get somewhere more than more than we'd be getting from reports that happened twenty minutes after we talked to him. Oh, but dude, imagine Cliff talks to you guys tomorrow, stop, and stop, thirty minutes stop, at, the moment stop, he leaves, it's Cliff Kingsbury has been fired as head coach of the Arizona stop, Cardinals. Stop. Would you chase him down like a? Uh, What's that show? Maury style, where they take the cameras and they Maury. run to the and they run to the hallway. Would you chase after Cliff? Cliff? Cliff. You are not the head coach. <laughs> <laughs> no. Have, can you guys tell that it's week eighteen? Can you tell? Because I can tell that it's past week eighteen. Because we're we're loony. What we, did we you just, loony. What did you even ask me there? I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, um, Van Joseph. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I mean, just I think defensively. We saw what he did with the defense this year. The defense was supposed to be the worst part of this team, not the offense. Oh, yeah. The offense was supposed to be a Super Bowl caliber mm-hmm. offense covering up for the defense. Yep. And exactly. And that and it was ugh, offense was Pop Warner. Barely. To, yeah. It, <laughs> Barely. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that but that thing is is how do you get the how do you get the most out of Kyler? Who who comes in as the OC? And we've seen I mean, Vince Joseph as a head coach before. Mm-hmm. That and, and you know that's I hope the there's thing a lot that, of questions if you go that way. I, I hope the thing that the Cardinals have learned is that the answers that they're seeking do not lie internally. Nobody that is within the Arizona Cardinals organization right now can fix the Arizona Cardinals organization. They can't. That's why so many fans are clamoring for Sean Payton. Because they're begging for an outside perspective, one that hasn't been clouded by years of, I don't even know if homerism is the right word, but just 
if everybody around you, if the system around you is failing, if the system around you isn't top-notch, you're not going to get the most out of your coaches. And when your coaches and your players are already maybe not the best and you're not getting the best out of them, you can't find the answers from that same group of people. I think Vance has been great as the defensive coordinator. And I would love to have him as the defensive coordinator. So, okay, so so let me pose this question to you. If it's not Sean Payton and somebody completely different, people are going to be livid. Livid. I think it depends on who you bring in. If you bring in another college coach who had a losing record, then yeah. If Herm Edwards is going to be the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, then yeah. If we have to, oh. If we have to listen to Herm Edwards... I, Are you on the Cardinals train? Yeah, the train's back in the station. Oh, and that, we I, no, hey, no, this is no, a, this no. is a this is a trigger warning for ASU and Cardinals fans. Herm Edwards saying Bird City football oh, no. into a microphone. Just nope. imagine it. Nope. See, things could be worse, couldn't they, Tyler? As bad as they are, things could be worse. Herm Edwards. Could hey, be at coach. least he could execute that pro model a little better. <laughs> could he? <laughs> could he? <laughs> no, but I get what you're saying. Where you're, the the bar is kind of high with the Sean Payton thing, and when it's all said and done, the free fall people. But I don't I just think, think he's going to be here when it's all. No, said and done. I don't either. And I think that's that's going to make people even more mad. Is the free fall from him? From no, I don't. I don't. Well, I, it depends on who you get. If you hire an Urban Meyer, if you oh hire, if you if you hire another coach okay. that went out the same way as Cliff Kingsbury, if Nathaniel Hackett walks through that door, <laughs> then yeah, people are going to be mad. But I guarantee. But you. I even think for a guy like an Eric Bieniemy, I think people would be upset that it's not Sean Payton. I just think okay, that's, get over it. That's the frenzy right now. Is like it's Payton or bus. It's Payton or bus. It's like the, the dude might not even want to come better. here. If you really like, you can hope for Payton or bus, and you can feel that Sean Payton's the only guy who can turn the Titanic away from the iceberg. But guys, there are multiple head coaching vacancies that are more appealing than mm-hmm. the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. On paper, mm-hmm. you never know what's going through Sean Payton's mind, and it is an NFL coaching gig, and maybe the Cardinals offer him the most And control. he was a ball boy for the St. Louis Cardinals. That is true. He knows the Bidwell family well. Mm-hmm. However, if I'm him, and I'm looking at another NFC West team that might be losing their head coach, hmm, I might go there. The team who has proven that they can go win a championship, the team that has proven that they are willing to sell off all their resources. Bigger market. Bigger market. LA, but at the same time, less less isn't going to give up all that power in the, in the front office. I don't know about that one. That's fair. He might walk away with they. They have sold their souls to. They did sell their souls. They, they have sold the souls. But like, it had, was it not worth it? Sean no, it McV- was. Sean McVay. That's Matthew why I think Stafford, they would give autonomy they can, to him. They can all be like, yeah, okay, and we sold our soul. Yeah, run Bye. it, man. run it. Got a championship. Yep. Literally milked the last ounce of decent football out of Matthew Stafford. Yes. But I don't think that Cardinals fans can sit here and be mad at the organization if they don't get Sean Payton. Now, if it's reports that Sean Payton wants to go to the Cardinals and then the Cardinals fumble the deal, then yeah, yeah. be livid. Get the pitchforks out. Come mm-hmm. on. But guys, I'm talking to you earnestly here. It's the Arizona Cardinals and it's Sean Payton. He's going to be able to pick wherever he wants to go. There's a reason why you want him so bad. And there's a lot of reasons why he might not want to come here. So if they can't get him, but they still look for somebody outside of the organization, a solid hire, somebody who hasn't run his course, somebody that hasn't already gotten a shot in the league and that was maybe bad. I wouldn't even hate, like, Frank Reich. 
Mm. Maybe. That's not a bad I don't really name. care about the Colts if they decided I, to move on from him. They decided you, to hire Jeff Saturday. I'm not going to say that Frank Reich is a bad football coach. Eric Bieniemy is my guy. Really? I, I really think that dude deserves a chance. And he's an offensive mind. He might be able to get the best out of Murray. Yeah. Because that's the thing we all, I think everyone needs to understand is like, Murray's not going anywhere. There's a lot of money sh- shored up with him. And nobody's like, going to trade for him. You've Yeah, there's a lot of money tied to him. So you've got to figure out who's going to work best with this guy. And, and the guy that worked with Patrick Mahomes? And yes. There we go. We've seen what. And it's Murray has some of those abilities. Patrick Mahomes is in a league of his own. But Murray has shown he has some of those abilities. So get a guy who has worked with somebody who is the best. You probably don't want somebody who's worked with Murray before. Because as we've seen with Cliff Kingsbury... It doesn't matter if you're the offensive guru who can mesh well with your quarterback or if you say you are. If you can't, you can't. And the Cardinals proved that they couldn't. And that's how they end up with the number three pick in the draft. Now, we'll do a deeper dive into this, Tyler. Yep. We're going to get all in that college mode. I'm sure we'll talk about Cliff Kingsbury, whether he is or isn't the head coach, the GM, and whether it's Steve Kime, which reports are saying it's unlikely, but it hasn't come out that he is absolutely not returning. No, no. I mean, it, the, again, like I think everybody needs to take it with a grain of salt. Like even even one one of these reports from a well-known guy does not mean like, oh, it's done. It's done. It's like unlikely. It's expected. It's there's a lot of words in there that you really need to make sure you're reading because if you just say, "Oh, it's GM Steve Kime not coming back." No, it's not likely. It's not and, expected. It's, I mean, it's there's there's these words that can make it not true. Like I mean, complete opposite. I mean, we're, I mean like we're in the reporting business. Yeah. We're in the reporting business. Putting in those words is intentional. Yeah, that's to that's to cover your assets a little bit. Yes, assets. Yeah. Exactly. That is exactly what you're covering. Your assets. Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, Offensive trade back. Line. What do you What are you thinking, Tyler? Early, 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 early. So I think okay. So the def- defensive line needs to. I mean, that's going to dictate from what happens with Zach Allen. I think that's going to happen there. Uh, my side of it is I know, I know, I know. I don't think they can go wrong with either of these sides. Defensive line, offensive line. They've got Those are the two right there. My side is if they trade down, it's got to be offensive line because they paid so much money for Kyler Murray to not, and to not have an O-line that's going to be able to stint, be Play, together for multiple games yeah. consistently. That's number one. I mean, the money is... Tied up to the quarterback, build around him, and it starts at the line. I don't think it's that's that's it right there. And defensively, you need those guys. But if you're trading down and not going to have the chance to get those guys that you mentioned, I think you've got to go to the other side of the football and try to maybe swing a trade, try to get a vet, something like that that'll work with Allen. But you, I mean, it all starts with Allen. You know me, Tyler. My football philosophy starts and ends with the offensive line. You build your team mm-hmm. around the offensive line. Mm-hmm. However, man, I've been on the Will Anderson train for years. That dude is going to be one of the best defensive players in the NFL when he comes in. Okay. I am all in Okay, on Will Anderson. If Will Anderson is there and the Cardinals trade out of the pick, I'll be upset. Okay. I won't be happy. Take him. And then, with every other pick, draft offensive line. (laughs) You think I'm kidding? Tyler, look me in the eye. Am I kidding right now? No. No. Every single other pick you have, 
draft offensive linemen. Speaking of drafting offensive linemen, I don't understand why Lasitas didn't play at all today. He was an inactive, healthy scratch. That's If you're trying to grow your young guys, let them play. I'm not sure what's happening with that either, especially because like it's not like when he plays, it's bad. Mm-mm. And what we've seen with a lot of these rookies is that they've been able to play through their mistakes, like a Trey McBride. There was a point where, I mean, give him credit for growing. There was a point where every time Trey McBride was on the field, something bad happened. A flag, a miscommunication, misblock. Like, mm-hmm. And that's not against him. Like He's a rookie. He's figuring it out. Mm-hmm. I don't think all the rookies got extended that same leeway. No. But that is something that I'm looking at right now, and he's the, he's the only, like, Young guy yeah. on the offensive line, and, and he's not even playing. So, to me, it's not far-fetched to spread out your picks and with your second-round pick, with your third-round pick, with your fourth-round pick, with your fifth-round pick. all Just get all offensive linemen and bring them all in. Although, I don't know now that I'm saying it out loud, <laughs> an entire rookie offensive line would still be better than what they had this year. So, you know what? I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. Beecham, See what they can get out of Marquis Hayes. You can, only put so many, you can only put so many lockers next to Calvin Beecham. Yep, yep. And we don't even they know just Beach put, is going to be back next yeah, year. I mean, yeah, it's up in the air. Like the only, I think that would be good if they did bring him back. I don't know how much. I don't know if he would be a every game starter, but having that guy in the building and how much would be he's huge. demanding. Yeah, but the only guy who's under contract for them on the offensive line next year is DJ Humphreys, and he's missed multiple games at the end of the season with a bad back. Josh Jones too. Josh is he under contract? Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know if he was under contract mm-hmm. for next season. Okay. And Lasitas and Marquise, but that's it, I think. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. The only only starter. Yeah. Yeah. It's But Josh Humphrey, Jones could be a starter next season. He could be. But uh, Hump has been out with a back I know, issue. and I'm I, you, I mean and who knows how back in- issues are. I mean, Byron Murphy's another guy who's up for for getting paid and back issue too. I mean, those are things that can really linger. No jokes. There are no jokes, except for this entire Arizona Cardinals season. From front to end, from the moment the last playoff game ended, Tyler, to right now, Week 18, a 4-13 and 13 season, it, it's been bad. Yeah, all the off-the-field off stuff, on-the-field stuff. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be inflammatory. I'm not trying to slander the Cardinals. There have been... Multiple great moments. There have been multiple great individual performances. There have been multiple times where the talent on the field has taken over and shown to themselves that they belong at an NFL level. But when you look back on this team, none of that's going to be remembered. Exactly. And that's the moral of it all. Is that we all laughed our way through this entire season. <laughs> we were asking ourselves. No, I'm serious. No, I we know. Were, I know. No, like, I know. We, were, uh, we were asking ourselves. Why isn't this changing? What what's going on with Isaiah Simmons' snap count? I mean, we're coming in saying what what's going to happen this week. I mean, that's every week. Vance Joseph said and it himself. It's not Here we a, go again. As on bad every as the week. on the field thing has been too, off the field, mm-hmm. man. Bad. As 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 much as a lot of people want Cliff Kingsbury gone, you've got to give him credit for a couple things. Yep. Number one is he has never been in trouble off the field. Yep. Gotta give him and that. that should be the standard. That should be the baseline. But it's obvious that that's not the case right now. Yeah. So you have to give him credit. Mm-hmm. Number two, these guys didn't give up. Like no, like, not I, at all. Yeah. I get that they didn't play good, which is still an indictment on him. Mm-hmm. But every single game, hey man, they, they did fight, and you do have to give give him credit for that. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a great offensive consultant on the Patriots. Great, not a, not coordinator. Well, after four and thirteen, 
the, he, I, who, Patriots do love a screen pass. <laughs> the Patriots do love a screen pass. We shall see. But look, I, I'm not going to sit here and try to find all these positives in a season where we spent the entire time not having any. Tyler, something we will always do here is tell the truth. If you've made it this far into the final episode of the regular season for Cardinals Corner, we tell the truth. And the truth is, the season has been terrible. Yeah. But there's so much room for improvement. All they have to this do... This is rock bottom. All they have to do is start making the right decisions. Sounds easy, right? Mm-hmm. It's not. But and we'll see. And there's a lot of them. We'll see. There's a lot of decisions to be made. There's a lot of Key ways decisions. the next six months can go. There's a lot of ways the next six days could go. Six hours. Six minutes. Depending on how this podcast goes, yeah. <laughs> But for the final time in the regular season, we will be back in the offseason. If something big happens, we'll be here. But oh, yeah. we will not be here every week. We appreciate every single person going on this journey with us. We understand that this is not the season that anybody wanted or expected. But we hope you still found some solace after every single game in Cardinals Corner. He is Arizona Sports Cardinals reporter Tyler Drake. He's going to be there at 8.30 a.m. Monday morning talking to the players even after a 4 and 13 season. season you, can follow, you can follow him at TDrake4Sports. You can follow the show at AZ Cards Corner. You can follow me at Eric Ruby or hear me on the Arizona Sports app at 98.7 Monday through Friday from 1230 to 530 at the bottom and top of every hour. And as I break my microphone <laughs> on the outro, there is no more fitting way to end a Cardinals Corner season. So until next time, Tyler... Enjoy football. Enjoy football. We'll talk to you guys when we talk to you guys.